0: Hey everybody, welcome to You to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan.
1: I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin.
0: And today, Ryan had Devin and I watch the Tim Burton film from 1999, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, But before we get into that, we've got some other stuff to talk about. Um, Like everyone else on the internet, I watched a movie this weekend. I'm not even going to (laughs) ask you guys what you guys watched, because I watched a thing, and I want to talk about it. I watched Dune. Uh, I watched Dune this afternoon. Um, I want to say I went to the movie theaters, but I did not. I watched it at my home theater. So um, so I watched Den- Denis Villeneuve's Dune starring Timothy Chalamet, uh, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, and like eight minutes of Zendaya. Uh- <laughs> Wait, was she only
2: in eight minutes of this movie? She's
0: only in eight minutes of the movie completely. Like, I thought if she was the you- main character she oh she is she definitely is um but it's a lot of flashbacks and like uh like dream sequences that she's in so um not to spoil the movie for you but she's not actually there for most of it um so have you guys seen dune yet
1: Oh, right
2: yeah ryan's seen more than i
1: have i've i saw like the first two thirds of it uh i i thought i could get it in today um that's how much I could actually watch. Uh, but I have also seen the one that was made in the 70s. So, 80s. It's 80s. 80s okay. Early 80s. Mid 80s. Whichever. Um, yeah. And I'm actually quite happy about it, which we'll get into later, probably.
0: Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this, having not seen the David Lynch version, having not read the books, having. Only really seen Star Wars. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh because because if you don't know, George Lucas stole a lot from Dune for Star Wars. Like most of uh, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of it. Um there's an Emperor in in Dune, and there's an Emperor in Star Wars. That, that's just one thing. Uh Sand Dunes being another. Uh, but
2: um, <laughs> the Jedi.
0: I really enjoyed this. Uh there, there were a few few Things that caught me off guard in this, one that I really enjoyed, one that I'm still kind of baffled by, the one that I really enjoyed was Hans Zimmer's score. I told you guys when I said I was going to watch this today that I was going to have my speakers all the way up and just inject that Hans Zimmer score score into my veins, yeah. and I did. What I did not expect was the heavy use of bagpipes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. The oh, uh, weird. The uh, the the. Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet's family theme is like all bagpipes and it's awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, but I wasn't expecting it. Like it's Hans Zimmer. I was like, like, like yeah. straw, like long, deep tones. But no, there's just at one point, there's just a guy with a bagpipe on screen. Yeah. With, and the what? score comes from <laughs> yeah. like, like, it starts <laughs> like the music on screen and then it just becomes the score as they arrive on, on the planet with all the sand and the, and the spice and all of that stuff. So is it like um, the Atreides theme? Yeah. Okay, that's the Atreides cool. theme. I, I'm not I, I've seen it once. I don't know names. Got it. Uh I know Paul and I know Jessica. That's about it. <laughs> Except for the second thing that, that caught me off guard in this movie, and that's um Jason Momoa's character name, which is Duncan Idaho.
2: Oh yeah, he plays Duncan. I thought Oscar Isaacs was gonna play Duncan.
0: Oscar Isaac is the uh, is the dad.
2: Oh, he's the dad. Oh, yeah, wow. he's the
0: dad. Uh, and like, I can I get that we're in a sci fi world with where you gotta make make like you gotta come up with names for people. So I I was okay with like the Pauls and the Jessica and even Duncan. But Duncan Idaho, like Idaho as a last name, just really caught me off guard. Because when I look at Jason Momoa, I don't think Idaho at all. Nope. <laughs> Not even a little. Um, but... I think
2: some, like, pasty accountant. Yeah. Like Dwight Idaho or something.
0: Exactly. So, like, that name just didn't really fit. But... that that So that caught me off guard. But otherwise, other than that, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I was relieved to see, as I was watching it, they announced Dune Part 2. Because, oh, Devin, it, I, I, I don't know if you know this about Dune, but at the beginning, it says Dune Part 1. Does it really? Yeah. yeah it's it's only the oh. first part. It's only the first half of the first book.
2: All right. So something that I wondered is, so I've I've read Dune, and I've heard of the adaptation from the 80s and how bad it was because dune is so dense i know that the original one from the 80s starts with just a woman monologuing at you
0: mm-hmm.
1: which
2: gross how does this version of the movie handle all of like the sci-fi just bullshit they stuff into the plot like the quichua haderach and all of the like the very like insane things that they have all of the time
0: having being new to dune I was able to follow along for the most part. Like there's still a few things that I'm iffy on that I can probably do more research on. I bought the book on audible. So I'm going to probably listen to it between now and when part two comes out. The book's good. Um, audio book's good. Yeah. Um, cause it, it looks like it has like a whole cast. It does. And so,
2: they, they have like laser sounds it's like, pew pew, which is see, also that's, fun.
0: <laughs> that's what I love about audio books. Like that's what I love about the star Wars ones because they do oh, the, yeah. the score and the sa- sound effects and all of that. um, but yeah, I I understood what was going on for the most part. I still have a few questions, but I think there's things I'm supposed to have questions about. Okay. Um, Ryan, what did you think what, seeing two thirds of it?
1: I'm I'm ecstatic about it. Are uh, you? I, I I really hope that this movie kind of taps the same vein that Avatar did with a lot of people, and just cause some uh, uh, and just causes hysteria because you can see where the influence in star wars comes from in mm. this the way that they did it i feel yeah. that the everything from costume design to the music i really hope that this inspires a who uh, a whole new generation of sci-fi fans and i see you know copies of this stuff in the next 30 40 years <laughs> like it's t- to me i to me i'm putting it so far on that pedestal and from seeing the 80s version of it uh one yeah. i take offense to devin's without ever seeing it uh firsthand uh, to actually make that fair. distinction that it's fair. gross um totally okay so
0: i defend devin i know De- I, like from what i've seen in david lynch is a fair assessment
1: <laughs> again um, you haven't seen it either so i'm not going to you know take that with, with <laughs> any know, salt at all. Ryan,
0: if only there w- if only we had a podcast where you could oh, make us true, watch movies. True, but there's <laughs> you so much should, I to, actually. I know,
1: but there's so much other stuff i need to catch you both guys up on.
0: Yeah, but so. uh, well, we'll get we'll, we'll get to it. Well, dunes on the list. Okay, Dune, D- dune's, dunes on the dune's list. Dune's on the me. list. Yeah. yeah. Good. I-, I wanted um, to see this one before i saw that one anyway. So okay. it works out.
1: Okay. Um but I can definitely see where in the book where David Lynch took stuff from the book um, and tried to do his best to like recreate those scenes with the technology that he had and but then I can also see where um, this new dune where it was taking inspiration from that movie and putting it yeah. on to this one so it was those moments that I really enjoyed where it was like oh that scene's almost exact I like this. <laughs>
0: That's very uh, cool. One last thing I'll say about Dune is I wish I'd seen it on the big screen. I wanted to schedule wise. It just didn't work out. Uh, yeah. But Ryan, if you are interested in going to see this on the big screen, prefer maybe even an IMAX, let me know and we'll set something up. Okay.
2: So this this is something that we should see on the big screen because I know that in the marketing they were like made for the big screen and I was like so, that's marketing to get you with So it. it's yeah, the, not marketing.
0: Well, <laughs> the director his the director was one of the ones who was against the HBO Max release. Yeah. Because they didn't really get a say in it. Uh that mm-hmm. was just Warner Brothers uh and Legendary Pictures was kind of caught off guard by that too. Um he so there was a big push by the creative team behind it to get people into theaters and not to watch it on H- on HBO Max, and rightfully so. Like I, I completely understand that standpoint. Um, and I, I, I regret not watching it on the big screen. Like I wanted to, but I have a pretty decent setup at home. The sound, sound wise, it was good. Uh, I didn't have to worry about like traveling. Like if I was gonna go see it today, I was gonna have to travel an hour to go see it. Um, Ew. but yeah. So I was like, it's it's not. Like it's probably worth my time. At some point, I'll probably just buy a ticket to go see it and then just not go, like just to like support it at the box office. <laughs> I thought about doing that, like I, just the 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 guilt. Um, but no, I I really enjoyed it. I would definitely go see this on the big screen. Good. So yeah, Good. I might have to do
1: that then. Yeah, because there are some scenes, and Alan can probably think of a few. Because I know I have at least two on the uh, th- that, that, that 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 I could name that are made for a big screen. Mm-hmm. Because like, I was watching and I'm like, okay, this needs I, to be on the big screen.
0: I would definitely go see this in IMAX. So um, hopefully that happens. That would be cool. Um, Devin, how about you? Have you seen anything recently?
2: I didn't. I'm mad at both of you.
0: Okay. <laughs> let's, talk, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about it.
2: Let's. Okay. This is just going to be group therapy session for me. All right. I saw yes. Venom too. I didn't listen to the podcast uh, or our episode of it that I wasn't on. And I didn't do it specifically because I know that you guys said, all right, well, let's just hop right into it. And it said spoiler talk. And I went, well, I don't mm-hmm. want spoilers. I want to give this a fair shake, right? All I had known about Venom 2 going into Venom 2 is that you guys went, yeah, yeah, it's, it's better than the first one. It's a good movie. And I'm like, okay, cautiously optimistic. I hated the trailer. I hated the first one. Changed my mind Venom. Uh, Venom did not change my mind. This was an awful movie. I, <laughs> As an adult, I had never almost walked out of a movie like I almost walked out of this. Halfway through the movie, Romana turned to me and went, this is awful. And I went, this is awful. And we just agreed that it was awful and it never got better. And I could pick out specific things, right? Like there were okay. moments. So like the moment that we both turned to each other and said, this is awful was EDM Venom why did that need to happen i look i i don't care edm venom i just don't right but the part that got me was some of the writing was just terrible some of the character motivation made no sense the stakes were just shouted by tom hardy at some point and then never addressed again so like okay so the conflict in act one is that venom wants to eat brains Right? Yes. And Eddie Brock will only let him eat chicken brains and chocolate, but he won't let him eat human brains and Venom needs human brains and Venom is hungry. That is always Venom's driving point. That just gets dropped. At no point does Venom address that, Oh, now I have a good source of brain. The resolution of the plot isn't, Oh, good. Now I'm eating brain sustainably again. And we found a way to make this shit work. No, the resolution of the plot is I'm on a beach. That doesn't resolve anything from act one. Venom isn't better tom hardy isn't better they're not better together just now they're on a beach and venom's okay with it i guess i
0: i would argue that they are better together by the end of the film like they they do come to an agreement about what they're going to do together like they like part of like the the eating brains thing is one thing i think the other issue that the two of them have in the first act is Venom wants to be out there saving people and using their abilities for good. Eddie's like, we can't do that because we have to lay low because of every people, all the people who died in the first film. Like we don't want people investigating us. Um, And I think by the end of the end of the film, they strike a balance of, okay, yeah, we will be the lethal protector. Like Eddie comes on board with that and they agree to that. Um, So I, I think the eating brains thing was, wasn't the ex- the the main point they were going for but it was a minor thing like okay, i don't get me don't like, get me wrong yeah I, I agree with you like they don't really resolve the eating brains thing <laughs> yeah, yeah to a point like he does get to eat a brain and
2: he, he eats like a brain yeah and uh-huh. they used the one f-bomb they could have used in a pg-13 movie at that point
0: so I want to clarify something of what I said to you. And if I misled you, I apologize. I never meant okay. to say I, that this movie was good.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said what
0: I, what I believe I have said to you in all of our correspondence about this movie um, is I liked it more than the first one.
2: Okay. Fair. Fair.
0: Uh, what I enjoyed more about this, about this one is the, the back and forth banter between Eddie and venom. Uh, they they're, they're like it it does get to be tiring at points and I'll, mm-hmm. like this, the the second act of this like the middle part of this film is a mess. Um
2: <laughs> okay good.
0: <laughs> but the the banter that we have between the two of them and their interactions in that first ha- first part of the movie where you have Venom drawing out the map and all of like their interactions and their even their fight in the in the apartment is a lot of fun mm-hmm. for me. Um uh plus you get venom singing tomato tomato like i like nope
2: didn't nope that wasn't a benefit for me even a little bit so that the fact that he was singing in the apartment made when he was at the edm concert and picked up a mic if he st- like i was ready to get up and walk out if he started singing i'm glad it was just a speech about how people need to get along but okay like i was like okay they set up and established the singing earlier this is going to be the payoff oh no
0: <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time de- d- uh, diving into things that we uh, talked about on the podcast. I think you need Did to you go talk back about this. We-, we talked about the EDM thing in the podcast. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. good yeah, okay. We, we we had a we had a deep conversation about what that scene means. Uh, Josh Gross. from Victims and Villains had a lot of things to say about it. Okay, um, and because it's it's Venom's coming out scene. Like that's him being like, I am Venom. Like I don't need Eddie. Oh wait, I I think I need Eddie. Like the way he's he talks, he kind of like convinces himself that this is what he wants, but it's not really what he needs. Like he needs Eddie. So.
2: So then this is probably a hot take from Devin. Dear Hollywood, I don't want a screaming character. I don't. I don't care that it's a well-established mutant. Stop giving me women with screaming <laughs> powers, please. It's not fun. It hurts my ears every time. I hate watching it. I love the actor that they picked for that part. Yeah, I love it. I also kind of understand the whole, like, she's a foil for Venom because Venom in in sound. And then in the end, like, that's what, I get it. We can find more clever ways to do it. We set the finale in the church where the bell is, where everyone knew the bell was going to be. Like, we could have found more clever ways to introduce audio cues to Venom without having a literal screaming mutant there. I thought the tie-in was going to be with X-Men in the end. I'm glad it wasn't. But man, was I going to be disappointed if it was.
0: Ryan, you've been quiet. Do you want to take this one, or do you want me to?
1: <laughs> I mean, all all I was going to say is I just find the relationship between Eddie and Venom to be entertaining. And that's all I wanted from this movie. And, and that drove
2: uh, the movie for you.
1: And they bickered a few times, and I laughed at the goofy stuff. And yes, the EDM dev, uh, um, Venom thing is ridiculous. But mm. at the end of the day, that's all this movie is.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. going go, going back to Shriek, I agree with you. Yeah. Screaming okay, women yeah. <laughs> as as uh, antagonists is, is overused and needs to stop. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about like I don't think she's really a foil for Venom. I think she's a foil for Carnage and Cletus. right. Like, I think I meant. the re- yeah, reason yeah. she's there is to show the the split between Cletus and Carnage, because where Eddie and Venom are symbot like. have a symbiotic relationship they don't like they they are divided on that main issue for cletus and because of that there there's conflict there and that's their weakness and i i think you need that for them to be able to be defeated at the end so how
2: cool would it have been though if it was an ideological difference like if it was like i think you know great i have this superpower i'm carnage i want to do xyz Carnage goes. Okay, well, my deal is that I need to be doing, you know, this. It mirrors what what Eddie and Venom's was doing in the beginning of it, but then they took it in a whole new direction. I think that would be more interesting than My Girlfriend Screams. I don't like screams.
1: Okay, so what you're talking about is a different movie. Yeah. What you're a better. One. What, what you're talking about is the motivation for a movie that's more in depth with its characters and not mm-hmm. just. Uh, superhero version of slapstick comedy. That's how I see the Venom movies. I don't want to be intellectually entertained when I go see a Venom movie. I see Venom movies the same way some people watch pro wrestling. I don't want to think. I just want to laugh.
2: I think, okay, and here's, here's the only reason why I, I'm not with you on that because I do kind of agree that that's how you have to approach this movie. <laughs> it's fun. Look at him. He's singing and making breakfast, and he made a big one. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fun. Uh I think the thing that worries me is that they've now officially tied it into I mean, spoilers. They've
0: oh, we're gonna officially... get into it. Like yeah, if you okay, if you good. haven't seen the post credit scene of Venom 2 at this point, um find it on
2: YouTube. Get
0: yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spoil we we didn't stream about it yet. We need to talk about it on stream, so we're gonna talk about it. Oh now. we
2: didn't Okay. Yeah. So they're tying it in the end scene is that he sees Tom Holland Spider Man on TV and he goes, oh, that guy or something like that. Like he's mad at Tom Holland Spider Man. We're a Spider Man. Um What I'm genuinely worried about is I don't think Venom's going to show up in, like, in the new, like, Spider-Man movie. I think he's going to show up in the next one that's going to be, like, live-action Spider-Verse. Because I don't think the the next Tom Holland movie is going to be, like, live-action Spider-Verse. I think it's going to be Sinister Six. And then the next movie, the one that Sony produces that they haven't announced yet, is going to end up being the one with Andrew Garfield and with Tobey Maguire in it.
1: Then why have that why do what they did in this movie uh, because, release
2: now? Because I think Venom's gonna be the point of view character for when they all cross over. And I I'm really worried that Spider Verse is gonna be a Venom movie.
0: Okay. And, there, and that's how you
2: a, balance the Spider Men.
0: There is a lot yeah. to unpack there. There is. It's, um, it's,
2: it's it's taking a lot of assumptions, but okay, I'm okay, so worried yeah, that
1: Venom's gonna okay, be a bigger part of so oh my god i i don't know i mean <laughs> all right
0: so your 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 main thing right now we'll, we'll talk about it let's yeah. let's talk about this because this is important we'll to get out of the way before december actually yeah. before the the new trailer for spider-man no way home is supposed to drop any minute now oh, shoot. uh like a, a, any day now we're going to get it with the new uh variety their empire magazine or whatever ha, doing their feature ad on it um oh yeah so you don't think venom's going to be in no way home
2: I think that Venom is going to play, if, if he's in it at all, he's a very small part in it. Like, he's not a big deal in it.
0: Okay. I think he's part of The Sinister Six.
2: Interesting. It's, he's not like a founding member of it, is
0: he? He's not, but um, they're not really going with the comic book origins of The Sinister Six either. Nah, that's fair. So, that's fair. Um, I think the fact that he's. I think the the main argument for me that he is going to be in this movie is the way they handle the release schedule for this movie. Okay. Um, we were supposed to get Morbius before this. Morbius is oh. yet to come out. Morbius was supposed to come out like a half a year before Venom 2. Venom wow. 2 g- got priority <clears throat> before No Way Home for a reason. And I think that okay. reason is you have to see Venom Two to set up No Way Home.
2: Like why Tom? Like why Tom Hardy's there in yeah. the movie? Okay, I mean, I can I can definitely see that. I I think I'm just worried that there, he's going to have a big part in the movie. Okay, I don't want to so have a big part.
1: This is where I was going to be talking about. Prior, like, this is where my issue with your leaps of logic went to. Um, <laughs> Venom being in either one of these, you know, this Spider-Man movie or the next one, it's not going to be a Venom movie. Okay. If he's in there, and whether it be part of a Sinister Six storyline, whether it be part of a Spider-Verse storyline, he's going to be a character in a Spider-Man movie, meaning the slapstickiness is going to begin and end with him, with that style of it. So what I'm getting from you is you're afraid mm. that you're going to get one of these Spider-Man movies. It's going to be in the hands and in the complete style of one of the Venom movies. And it's not because that's not the way this I... any other time they've ever brought in mm. another character into one of the other characters franchise. Like they bring Thor into an Iron Man movie or they yeah. bring, you know, Ant-Man into in, 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 in. Captain America, it still have it still has the feel of a Captain America or Iron Man movie. It's not yeah. a, it's it's, just weird, it's not yeah. a Thor movie.
0: You're
1: you're you are know becoming too panicked on it.
0: I need to take a pause for a moment The the Ant Man and Captain America analogy with Venom and Spider Man, very good, Ryan. Like I like, I didn't think of it like that at all. Like that's such a great comparison because, because he's right. Like it it it's still going to be a Spider Man movie. Um, yeah. Like that, that hits the nail right on the head like that.
2: Well, I mean, here's Uh. here's my thought with it though. So, right. You are Sony studios. You are borrowing your own character back from Disney. You cannot lean heavily on Tom Holland because technically Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man isn't yours to do something with. You have Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, which the public doesn't like as much. You have Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, which hasn't been doing anything for years. So you have three Spider-Men that you're going to base your Spider-Verse movie off of, one of which, the most popular one right now, you can't use. How do you frame that movie in a way that makes sense? Oh, we happen to have this franchise of a anti-hero who's trying to do good, who is funny in sa- some of the same ways that Spider-Man is funny. We could have them cross over with him and fight something bigger, but you have that Act 2 conflict right built into that. So fun and games of... You know spider man teaming up to fight venom who's actually a good guy then you have the act three resolution of them all working together at the end it can still be that venom point of view movie because that slap stickiness does kind of fit some of spider-man's traits if you only see the glimpses of him that aren't also him being peter parker and having peter parker drama which that's how you get them all on screen <clears throat> That's that was my logic with it. Is is how are they going to even do
0: this? So you you don't think that No Way Home is a Spider-Verse movie.
2: I don't. I think No Way Home is a Sinister 6 movie that leads into the the Spider-Verse movie and I think it makes sense because I think this is why Sony was Okay, so okay with giving Spider-Man
1: back. Using your own logic jumps against yeah. you. Do
2: it. Do it. Do it. Do it.
1: Marvel's still gonna have a huge hand in a Spider-Verse movie. Sony isn't gonna be calling the shots.
2: I see, I don't know. I I think that that's, I think that they don't need to. Like, I think Sony will have a big hand in the Tom Holland version of whatever happens in the Spider-Verse movie. But I think the creative control for Tobey Maguire and for Andrew Garfield is gonna go to Sony. Also, I want us to play this movie back in January or play this conversation back in January so I can yell at myself.
0: Okay, so right now, Devin, you're at the standpoint of No Way Home is just a Sinister Six movie, and the other two Spider Men are not in it. Yes. Ryan, what do you think? I
1: I don't really have a prediction.
0: Okay. Here's here's what I'm thinking. I think they are in it. I think the 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 uh, the talking points that have come out in the recent interviews about this movie. All all signs point towards this being the Spider Verse movie. It's, it's supposedly it's gonna be two and a half hours long. They're comparing it wow. to Endgame. Call the director quote was quoted as saying this is the this is Spider Man's Endgame. Like Weird. They're they're putting it all on the table for this. Um they're looking at at it as a conclusion to this trilogy of Tom Holland films. So I don't know what that means for the future the future of his version of Peter Parker. I hope he stays in the MCU, but there's a chance that he'll either be in the MCU and split off into Sony, or Sony's going to be integrated into the MCU. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, we actually really don't know what happens to Venom there at the end. Like, was he brought into the MCU, or did the universes merge? Right, and um. But one bit a t- one bit of uh, information that came out recently was Tom Holland gave an interview about one of the most epic scenes that he filmed for No Way Home, and it involved uh, four four characters: Peter Parker, Aunt May, Happy Hogan, and a fourth character, all having a conversation at the dinner table. And he called it the most epic scene that he's ever done for Spider Man.
2: Oh, that's so weird. So
0: the speculation is: who's that fourth person? Is it Tobey Maguire? Is it Andrew Garfield? Or is it Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil?
1: Uh,
0: oh, right, I forgot
2: he'd
0: so, be in this. Um,
1: or could I, it be I, Uncle Ben?
0: Well, the the big the oh, big like wow. uh, one of the theories about Tobey Maguire is that he's an Uncle Ben variant, like because he's about the the age for uncle Ben in the MCU. Like it, it's feasible. Be, yeah.
2: Mm. I don't know if I'd so, like that. I don't know if I'd like Toby Maguire in is not Peter Parker.
0: Well, no, I think he would be Peter Parker, but I think he would be like the MCU's version of Ben Parker looked like Toby Maguire. Oh, Oh,
2: that
0: so how, cool. how, how cool would it be if he like, he comes through a portal and like, uh, Tom Holland takes off his mask Like uncle Ben, like,
2: Oh, that would be weird. Um, okay. I see. This is the Spider-Man movie that I want. What we're talking about. I'm yeah. afraid that my view is going to happen, and that it's just going to be a long Sinister Six movie. Tom Holland's going to be like, "Bye guys, I'm off to Sony Adventures," and then I... Sony does his thing. And then
1: I don't and, know. Yeah, and I just, I just want to remind you what did, what did you think of the Jaws movie before you saw it?
2: Oh, I I thought it was going to be awful. It was just, I thought it. What did I think it was? It was forget what i called it not good i mean yeah the same with robocop the same yeah with, yeah i mean that was my yeah. favorite episode of the show is me assuming robocop was just it's about a robot cop i get it
1: and that's how you kind of took it and then alan and i had to be like you've missed all of the social like yeah.
2: you missed the whole point of the movie you missed the whole point could, of the movie because you couldn't you could, not
1: focus on the robot cop like seriously 12 year old <laughs> yeah
0: I, I just love the fact that the week of Christmas, you, we're gonna spend like three hours talking about the Spider Man movie we had just saw. Like that not that's not what mind the mind. podcast is gonna be the week of Christmas. Like we're not even talking about Spider-Man. Christmas stuff. We're gonna we're gonna do the what'd you guys like even if we have a Christmas movie picked out, it's gonna be like, What'd you guys watch? And we talk about Spider-Man for the whole episode. And like, yeah, we watched the Santa Claus. It was good. Tim Allen was in it. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> like <Antoine>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I can't
2: wait for that. I need to put up some kind of like Oh, some kind of, like, like stakes for this. Like, if I'm this wrong come December, like, I need to, like, donate money to something or something. I need to, well, I'll, I'll think about it.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up donating money because I wanted to bring up something that uh, we did over the weekend uh, real quick. Um, we participated in the uh, Victim and Villains. I didn't update that link. Um, I think that link's wrong now. Uh, we have, we participated in the Victim and Villains um, Horrific Hope live stream fundraiser event. And I need to find the right link for the GoFundMe. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But I talked to Josh and he told me that the, the, the GoFundMe will be live until um, Halloween. So if you haven't had a chance to donate wow. yet, now is your chance. Uh, Devin actually donated based off of his... His stream the other day, uh, what was it? Six pence for every time you died.
2: Six pence for every time I died in the game of Celeste. I died 256 times uh, in two hours, so it was a lot of deaths. But yeah, ended up being a really fun time though. It was really yeah. great and, and I, our I, too. I, I
0: I matched uh, Devin's donation. So you can click the link in the the chat here. Uh, they're, they're over halfway to their goal. I would love to see them get pushed over to, um, put, pushed over the edge to make their goal. Um, Mm. because we, we love victims and villains and everything they do over there. They've got some exciting things happening, uh, in the future that I am not at liberty to say on the stream yet, but I will tell you guys afterwards, uh, a lot of fun things happening with victims and villains. So Uh, If you haven't yet um, click the link, I just put it in the Facebook chat as well. Uh, Donate what you can. All the, all the money goes towards getting mental health resources into schools, conventions, churches to the people who need it. Victims and villains promotes mental health advocacy and suicide prevention through pop culture. And we love working with them. We can't wait to do more stuff with them in the future. Um, So click the link, donate what you can. And, um, Keep an eye out on our podcast feed for our podcast where we did our hol- our Halloween special special. That'll be dropping later this week when I uh, am able to get that edited together and put out. Or you that can just fun. go back on our Facebook feed and Twitch feed or there the, the victims Twitch feed and watch it there. So but yeah. Uh, anything else before we move on to today's main topic?
2: I'm excited. I want to talk some Johnny Depp.
0: Okay, Ryan, you you good? Yeah, yeah I'm good. You need you, you need some coffee? <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah, it okay. was a good yawn. <laughs> I, I'm really glad your video feed didn't freeze on the yawn. Uh, ah, of the episode. All right, so today's main topic is the 1999 film by Tim Burton. I I don't know why I'm slipping into walking. Oh wait, yes I do. Uh, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Ryan, take it away. <laughs> you got to
1: pick Here's up the voice. So I I I don't do voices. I've told both of you guys this. You both know me. I don't I do voices. Anyway, such a disappointment. Um, like yeah, now. I know I am, and you should know that by now. So as just like Alan said, I had them watch Sleepy Hollow, nineteen ninety nine, made made by Tim Burton, um, starring actors who have played in a ton of stuff. I'm talking. We've got uh, we've got Alfred in there, and we've got. Uh, Michael Cowl, Dumbledore, and Michael Gammon, Michael Gammon, <laughs> and Michaels. yeah, and so you've you've got a lot of people in there. Johnny Depp, Christina Ritchie. and this has got to be a movie that Kristen and I watch not only in October and November and during the fall, but year round because um, it's fun. Uh, and I was very disappointed in both of you when I found out that neither one of you had seen it. So I really want to get to. Uh, what what has kept you guys from seeing it uh and your reactions so who wants to go first
0: Devin, you go first yeah (laughs) Uh,
2: you know i genuinely don't know what kept me from seeing this i i just it was one of those movies that like i was always vaguely aware of and i was like i should watch that sometime and then it just like kept getting on that list of like i should watch this sometimes and it never happened Mm-hmm. And I was genuinely shocked to hear that, like, anyone else in the world had watched this movie. And that, nobody, like, everyone doesn't just keep putting it off until later like I do. Like, I asked Ramon, I'm like, would you like to watch this with me? She goes, I've seen it so many times. I'm like, I didn't know, even know you watched it once. So, that's why. I loved it. I really loved it. This movie is Halloween for me. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll be adding this to my Halloween rotation. Because it's just, want to see Johnny Depp bump into everything that you associate with Halloween? There he is. Go. I thought it was wonderful.
1: Okay.
0: I think the reason I haven't watched this is by the time I w- it was available to me, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp had been so oversaturated <laughs> in the in the film market. Like by the time I was able to like go to Blockbuster and rent this, it was Willy Wonka and. Dark Shadows and Alice in Wonderland. And it's like, you know, I I I I I'm not interested in that, and I think that's kind of what held me back from watching it all this time. Okay. But this is like peak Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Yeah. Like this is yeah. very reminiscent of uh, Edward Scissorhands and Tim Burton's earliest a- aesthetic, and um, and I think part of that has to do with it being Johnny Depp before Jack Sparrow, which we'll get into. Yes, because uh, there's like there's like two. Two levels of Johnny Depp, pre Jack Sparrow and post Jack Sparrow. And th- yeah. like that's that's the line. It's a very hard line and you can definitely yeah. see the difference. Um but no, I I enjoyed this. Um I'm really trying not to sleep and i walking. I don't know why it's just coming out. <laughs> I, like, I enjoyed it. Okay. It's good. O-
1: okay. Okay. Uh, so I was going to wait to talk about Walken until a little bit later, but let's just get into that. Um, okay. Since I, got neither one of, <laughs> right. I got a that, picture. That's wrong. fine. Um, since neither one of you had seen this before, did either of you know what his like role in the movie was before seeing it? No. No, no clue. Okay. Okay. So this has got to be one of my favorite Walken roles that he's ever done, which is almost a shame because he has like no lines in this at at all it's just physical acting yeah um so w- were you guys surprised to see him play the role that he does in this um do you feel like this fits him because this is one of those things where like I I've never seen him do something like this before because to me Christopher Walken is this character or the dad in Hairspray and there's no in
2: between <laughs> <laughs> what a rage rich- <laughs>
0: Not the line I would draw for Christopher Walken, but okay. <laughs> I so I think Walken having such a so like Walken's only really in this for two parts, yeah. Like his or, the Horseman's origin story and at the end, um, I think the rest of it is just a stunt guy on a horse. Like that's not Christopher Walken. Um, yeah,
1: I've got a story about that that oh, you guys it, are gonna love. Okay,
0: but I think <laughs> I think part of it, like it, it is a small part. In the scale of this movie and I think Part of the reason it's Christopher Walken Is He worked with Tim Burton before and I think One of the things about Tim Burton Is a lot of actors are Very eager to work with him again Whether it's uh, Danny DeVito or like not even Just Johnny Depp but Danny DeVito Jack Nicholson um, And Christopher Walken like anyone who was in the Batman movies is very eager to go back and Work with him again Uh Um so I think when he got the call, like, hey, Christopher, do you want to be the headless horseman's like, Of course. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so See,
2: this wasn't too much of a stretch for me because I think my first introduction to, to Christopher Walken was in View to a Kill, the nineteen eighty five James Bond movie. So I was like, Yeah, of course he's the okay. bad guy. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> okay, so um about him getting this role. Uh, he, just like Alan said, once actors work with Tim Burton, they really want to do more stuff with him. And that was the case with him. He wanted to be, you know, he, he wanted this character to play, you know, the headless horseman. Um, and it wasn't until after he got the role that he told him, yeah, but I I don't know how to ride a horse. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> so th- so Christopher Walken kind of hand-tied them into having to shoot his character a certain way when he was on the horse because he had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> oh. Really funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so th- that... The reason why I brought up, like, For me, Christopher Walken is, you know, like, you've got him in this, and then you've got him as the dad in Hairspray. Those are my two main roles that I really see him in a lot, because I really like Hairspray. My wife really likes Hairspray, so I've seen that a handful of times, and Mm -hmm. I've loved this movie since it came out. So, that's why I've seen these two the most, and his other stuff, not, you know, not so much. Mm -hmm. Um so since we got that topic in first, I'm going to go back to what I originally wanted to lead this off of with. Oh, good. Um, so, w- what do you guys know of, you know, the Sleepy Hollow story, uh, the whole, I- 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 uh, the whole, I- 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 Bob Crane storyline, and how do you feel about this version of the story? Oh, you go, Alan.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I don't. I I know like the. I knew the bare bones about it before this. Okay. I watched like the first two seasons of the sleepy hollow show they did on Fox a few years ago. Okay. Uh, gun to my head. I could not tell you what that show was about to this, like right now. <laughs> like I, I remember it was a time traveling pod crane and the headless horseman followed him. Uh, and then they got into other adventures and like the guy from fringe was in it at one point. Uh, but beyond that, I don't remember what the show turned into. Um, but beyond that, I didn't really know this story that much. Like I know that okay. those horseman's like haunting a t- the town of sleepy hollow and Ichabod cranes there to investigate. That's about all I knew.
1: Okay. Devin.
2: I had only ever seen the 1949 Disney animated film.
1: <laughs> it, it, uh, see, the never adventures seen of it. Ichabod crane and Mr. Toad. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it.
2: That's the only thing I had seen going into this movie. That's okay. all I know. Isn't, isn't, Sleepy
1: Hollow in Pennsylvania somewhere? No, 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 no. There d- is d- a d- Sleepy d- Hollow. D- there is what a is Sleepy it? Hollow. Okay. Um, it's upstate New York. Well, it's up the Hudson. It's in It's in New York. Not, it, oh, it, got it. it it's out of Pennsylvania. Um, it is based off an actual town. The, 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 the guy that actually wrote the, the original story, the book that that 1947-49 oh, yeah. thing is based off, off of, the guy that wrote the book actually spent some time in a town, uh, In northern New York and there was like a little village like maybe like a day's walk away from the Mm -hmm. uh away from the town and there were and it was a a settled by a, 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 a bunch of Dutch and they were very superstitious and they were very friendly people um but he also had a few people in his life that he kind of knew that would be good to write a story about and he just Was like, oh, I'll just take one of their myths and throw my buddies into it, and boom, you got a story. Um, So I'm I'm
0: sorry to be laughing to myself, but you said the Dutch were very superstitious, and like Stevie Wonder just popped in my head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, what the original story is about is you've got. you've got these german missionaries which that from from, from the movie is accurate right. um you've got these german mer- you've got these german mercenaries that were brought over by the british and they were very um aggressive to put it extremely mildly uh, during sure. the american re- 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 revolution i'm mm-hmm. very stuttery today this is very disappointing anyway um good. Yeah. yeah so the the story is that one of them lost their head to a cannon fire. Um, uh. The head, uh, there was a battle by the town. A, a, a cannonball was fired, t- took off one, one of these mercenaries' heads, and he was buried. And every night on Halloween, he goes out from the western woods and goes into town trying to find his head. And if he comes across anyone, he tries to take their head because he thinks it's his
2: got it okay
1: and so that's where um and then from the cartoon from the disney cartoon just like in the story if you get across the bridge to get outside of like town mm-hmm. you, the horseman can't follow you and that's why he throws the the pumpkin head ac- uh, across the bridge which mm-hmm. the scene in sleepy hollow is an, is is basically an exact copy of the scene from the animated
2: yep
1: movie um so there's that. But Ichabob Crane is a school teacher, falls in love with the, uh, not Baron, that's Dune. I was watching Dune, I th- thought Baron, um, <laughs> of the of the richest farmer's daughter and yeah. pursues her. And then you've got um, uh, Commander Rico from Starship Troopers there is the uh, wannabe love uh, wannabe, the wannabe love interest I was yeah, like, Alan? okay,
0: this is why Ryan made us watch this movie, the guy from Starship <laughs> Troopers is in it <laughs> um, and I, I love that that's the one that yeah. you actually like point out by name like, like, you listed a few of the other ones you missed some big ones when you listed all the characters at the beginning, but you're like no, oh, no we're talking there, about the guy lot. from Starship Troopers, troopers. At the fact yeah. that the Emperor is in this
1: Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, there's. I mean, yeah, no. That if you go through and look at all of the older guys that are in it, which we'll get to, um, they're like kings of Hollywood. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but British you've
0: cinema. Got, I, I, I'll give yeah, you British, a British cinema. cinema. Hollywood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Brum uh is the like other guy who's trying to like win her heart, pretty much. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a mishmash in this movie of, like, things taken from the original story, some things taken from the Disney uh, mm-hmm. cartoon of it, all thrown into this new version of it, which I actually like, mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to, like, myth and legend, I'm not sure if the Sleepy Hollow version for the movie will hold up the test of time as, like, a as like an American myth as the original story would. Simply because having him be a school teacher instead of like the beginning of like CSI <laughs> kind of, you know, holds up better with kids because that's well, what think, this is for.
2: I think in their effort to pad out the world and fill it in and like, you know, have like these real relatable characters and actual motive and a plot for what's happening and then the mystery that the main character can solve I think they had to explain away some of the greatness that made the original myth it, it you know such a, yeah. a popular and, and kind of polarizing thing. Like you know I you know I would love to see a, you know a movie about a weird random ghost that comes once a year, but like yeah. that's going to be a boring movie to watch because you have mm-hmm. nothing to solve. You're just like ah, there's the ghost. We saw it. All right, let's wait another year. Yeah. <laughs> like this this at least had I mean it had stakes. It had you know Christopher Lee. It was
0: great. Yeah. I, I think part of what I enjoyed about this movie is the mystery aspect of it. Like it, it's mm-hmm. set up as a murder mystery and I think it does a really yeah. good job of following those tropes and exploring the idea of who's responsible for this, for these murders and leading you down different paths and like, okay, it makes sense for them to be behind this. Okay. Now it makes sense that they're yeah. behind it. Um, and I think it does a really good job of like misleading you to the point, where, but without misleading you, but to the point where it's not misleading you too much, it, like gets you mm-hmm. there eventually in, in like just the right amount of time. Like if you yeah. were to go through like all of the old men and say, well, this is why this one did it. No, it was this one. No, it was this one. And then they all start dying individually. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't make much sense. <laughs> um, I think the biggest leap in logic for me was when he discovers the body of the headless horseman and his skull is missing. And Johnny Depp's like, "Ah, he whoever has his head controls the horseman." And I'm like, "Wait how how did he get to that? How did like- you get there?"
1: <laughs> well, that is the biggest leap because he would have to know that he was buried with his head,
2: right? Also yeah. that.
1: Yeah, and that and that isn't explained until, you know, later on that one of the little blonde girls in the woods was actually, you know, the stepmother. <laughs> so, I, you know
2: what? I did like the the ending though. I like the twist and I like how yeah. they tied everything together. I thought it was very well done.
0: Yeah, what I liked about that was I kind of expected it to be Christina Ricci because they do a good job yeah. of like making them look like her character as well. Uh, but yeah. I was like, but they haven't said that she has a sister. So what's going on here? Like I, 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 yeah. I didn't know the twist. So I was like, okay, like what, what, what's actually going on here? Because I figured who, the witch that we see in the film, and whoever's behind it were connected, and they were yeah. the, the little yeah. girls at the beginning. Uh, I didn't know who they were though.
1: Um, yeah which is great because I I was hoping that you guys were going into this, like knowing nothing about it, because then you would actually get the benefit of like watching it for the first time and not having it ruined for you. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm mean, very happy you guys had that experience.
2: And, and I did like some of the changes they made, even from the original, like sometimes I'm a bit curmudgeonly when it comes to like, I know it this way. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I like the changes that they made. Like I like Johnny Depp basically being start of CSI. And yeah. I liked him being like, okay, I get that you're all being superstitious about this. Hold up a sec. We're going to apply some science here. <laughs> and then watch that slowly start to unravel where he's like, I guess there is just magic. And oh, yeah. no. But still applying the same principles of logic.
1: The one thing that I still kind of scratch my head at whenever I try to think about this movie. Like, okay, so this is like the beginning of like crime scene investigation. And I, he sprinkles the powder next to the severed neck and it starts to like steam and he's like oh yes a chemical reaction it means that it was a you know you know one lop or whatever he says to make it that like it was just a a clean cut and i'm thinking to myself like how would you get a chemical reaction from something like (laughs) that what is that telling you johnny depp (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: johnny depp does more detecting in this tim burton film than batman did in two of his batman films
1: yes um very fair I also like the beginning of not moving the body at a crime scene. Like, oh, yeah. I see that you move the body. Yes, I did. Please don't do that again. Why? Because <laughs> he just walks yeah. away. He's not even sure himself. He just thinks that's a good thing I, not to do. I,
0: I want to see the uh, the deleted scene where the the like the guy with them is like, "Should we move the body?" And the the doctor's like, "Yes, do it, <laughs> do it, do it." Do it. <laughs> Oh
2: my gosh.
1: Yeah. So, um, what did, okay. So, what did you guys think of Johnny Depp as Ichabop Crane?
2: Sometimes I forget that Johnny Depp isn't just, and I know we're going to go into this more, isn't just hmm. a silly, over the top caricature of a human being. <laughs> and I forget that sometimes movies used to like, like, like to use him as a sex symbol. Yeah. And like there were times where I'm like, "Oh, they want me to think he's attractive here." Okay, as long as he doesn't do the Jack Sparrow thing, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, you know, like recovering from his wounds and like falling in love and I'm like, "Okay, right." Like that one time that Jack Black was the uh was the the romantic lead in anything where like nowadays he's dressing as the Hulk for TikTok. And it's <laughs> weird for me to see him as the romantic lead in anything.
0: <laughs> the holiday. I
2: think the, the holiday is what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh I enjoyed his performance in this. It's I I like th- the 90s version of Johnny Depp. Uh are you guys hearing the people outside? <laughs> we didn't no. say this at the beginning no. of the show. Part of the reason we did the show early today is there's a Halloween parade outside my apartment here in an hour, and people are already starting to make noise outside my apartment. So
1: <laughs> I gotcha. Um,
0: okay. no, I, I enjoy Johnny Depp, uh, at this level. Like I enjoy his performance in this, uh, the, um, the looks that he gets, like the terrified looks are fantastic. Like the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, but I believe the chemistry between him and Christina Ricci, um, I I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and I really like their chemistry in this, too. In fact, I really like the, like, most of the time in a movie like this, you can kind of take or leave a love interest Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's like, is it really necessary? But their chemistry is good, which is funny because Johnny Depp has known her since she was, like, nine. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, he's even said in a few interviews that, you know, that that was kind of weird for him and weird for her to kind of like act out. Yeah. Uh, because of that, but uh, it didn't go too far. No, which it didn't. is go.
2: No. Hold on. I have a Devin thing. I'm so sorry, but I have to bring this up. I will good. always, always, always find a line in a movie that I don't like. Pick okay. a movie. I'll tell you the line. What was my line in this movie? And I don't know, I, I'll probably end to be paraphrasing the first bit of it, but I definitely got the punchline right.
0: Okay. Was it when he um when he woke up after he was attacked like he didn't have a head?
2: No, no, it wasn't it, but you're right scene. Absolutely okay. right scene. I knew it was something it, in there. It's when he goes, something like, Oh, I believe you have a bit of magic, or oh, I believe you're a bit of a witch yourself. And she goes, Why would you say that? He goes, "Because 'Cause you've bewitched me. Oh,
0: guys.
2: Oh. oh, guys, I cringe so hard. Oh. And fine, every movie's allowed bad lines. I don't care. It doesn't ruin my enjoyment of this movie. So, I will be muting that section in the future.
0: I'm I, a bit disappointed that there wasn't a line in this movie uh, after the horseman gets his head back. I was really expecting a line from Christopher Walken like, sorry, lost my head there for a moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked that. I really would have.
0: It was a horseman.
1: He was headless.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> I did like that line. I thought that was good. Yeah,
1: yes, we, my, yeah, my, my
0: favorite part of that scene, though, is uh, Dumbledore just being like, yes, we told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. In, yes, us? we told you this. <laughs> it, it,
1: it, those interactions are my favorite when it comes to Ichabod Crane, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. uh, working with the like the head men of the town, um, particularly when during like his first introduction with them and he's walking around the room and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, telling them how it's going to be. And they're just kind of staring at him like uh, we're, we're caught. Um, and then every interaction he has with them going forward, because you can tell that all of them are scared. They don't know what to do. They're, they're afraid that they're going to be in trouble. So it's like, they want to help, but they don't want to help. Mm-hmm. And I really like that interaction between them. Um, And to get back to something that one of you guys mentioned, the whole thing where he goes to the witch in the woods Mm -hmm. and he opens up the door. I said this to Kristen, and then we watched the movie right after we watched it. Um, Brave. I totally get vibes from the witch from Brave when he goes in. For now on, I'm just going to see that witch with her, you know, (laughs) like. Automated pot messages. Like.
0: <laughs> have, so, speaking of the witch from Brave, have you guys ever gotten into the Pixar theory?
2: Deep, 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 deep in the Pixar theory, I love it.
0: Ryan, have you? Somewhat. All right. Do you so, know the
2: her connection to it?
0: Her connection to it. Is, so, the Pixar theory for anyone watching or listening who doesn't know is that all the Pixar films are connected, and the like the one of the main. uh, points of connection is the witch and brave who they believe to be boo from monsters inc
2: which i love because there's a, a carving of sully in her yeah. uh, in her back there or her wood carvings i guess yeah awesome.
1: <laughs> hang on hang on the witch is boo yes yeah
0: time traveling boo yeah you I mean, ha- the whole- you you yeah. have to like like just pulling that bit out sounds weird, but you have to follow the whole thing. Like the whole thing is she's trying to get back to Sully and trying to find the monsters' world. Um, something I hope they explore Could- in Monsters at yeah. Work season two. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Um,
0: the key the key to the Pixar theory is Henry Wrinkler's character. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> Tells you all you need to know about the movie. Yes.
1: yes, yeah, it does. Um, okay, so going back to, I don't know, I've lost my spot. Lost my spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was it was the fake story theory. That's okay. Yeah. So the one thing that I liked, you know, I wanted to talk about this quick. Did if did at any point you guys and in Ryan, you'll have to take yourself back to the first time you watch this. Fine. Did you feel like the movie was trying to incorporate too much? Halloween into it because I think I almost felt that when they got to the witch in the woods, because it almost seemed like it came out of nowhere that there was a witch in the woods. I like the way that it tied together at the end. I now understand it. But at this point I was like, what do you mean there's a witch in the woods? Why would this be here? This is too much for me now. What is she doing?
0: You you, you know, if I had watched this at any other time of year, I might Mm -hmm. agree with you, but because I watched this, in late october it didn't seem weird to me <laughs>
1: yeah See, and yeah. Bes- and besides that scene has my favorite line in it and i wouldn't want this movie without my favorite line what so. is it i sh- <laughs> i'm just going to read it straight from imdb because i've been Good. trying to find stuff so i should like to say that i make no assumption about your occupation nor your ways which which, which, which are nothing to me, whatever you are. <laughs> yep. I did really enjoy that. There was yeah. some good writing in here. And it's because of, you know, like my stuttering and stuff that when it's done like that for humor, I absolutely love it because it, you know, it works and it fits and it's a word play. It's and a yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's one of those two words where it's like, Everybody knows it's a witch. She's living in a cave in the woods with a wooden door on the front. You go in and she has like a, a, a veil on. It's a witch. Right. <laughs> Gee, I wonder
2: what the, her occupation is.
1: Yeah. Um. So what did you guys... When when when, when it comes... Well, actually... Alan, did you answer that? Did you answer his question before yeah, I continue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted did, to be sure.
2: Because it's late October. So he's totally fine yeah, yeah. with
1: it. Okay. Um, the amount of blood in this movie is amazing, yes. and I love the color of it.
0: <laughs> no, I was. I say, know it's weird. <laughs> like having just watched, uh, like something called "Let There Be Carnage," and there not being any carnage in it. Uh, yeah, it was. It was refreshing to see blood. Like I, they, they don't overuse it. It's not like super gory, but it's yeah. effective where they do use it. So
1: yeah, and there's a comic aspect to it that I really love so but yeah. Devin
2: well there was an aspect of it too that I think that the movie showed some restraint when it came to the blood that I thought was actually a really interesting detail where everyone that the the horseman beheaded he like didn't have blood anytime his sword cut them it was a clean cauterized cut yeah and like yeah yeah I don't know if that was just a stylistic choice because they didn't want that much blood in a PG-13 movie but for whatever it was it, it actually really made the mystery work for me like I, yeah. I really thought that was a clever way to do it, and I thought it was cool.
1: Now, one of my favorite aspects of how they use the blood, I mention every single time we watch this movie, and Kristen gets annoyed by it at this point. Um, it's when he does the uh, it's when he does the autopsy of yeah. the uh, of like the first woman who gets <sighs> killed, um, and she's she's dead. She's stiff. You can tell that they're like holding her like a board and they place her on the operating table, mm-hmm. and they he forces them to leave, and he comes out covered in blood, and they show blood squirt on his face. Like, she's been dead for a week. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, Frigo Mortis, what <laughs> blood does when a human body dies. Like, that's not how that works. And then he comes out just drenched in dried blood. And I just... <laughs> I laugh every single time, because, like, that's not how this works. But, this, but at the same time, like, it's yeah. it's movie, it's Sleepy Hollow, it's kind of a comedy. So, I mean... You've got that, but I really wish Blood Trees were a real thing. That'd be so much fun. Okay,
2: I want to, I first off, gross. That is the grossest part of the movie for me, is that Blood Tree. It did not gross me out every time it was on screen. But <laughs> if we have a second, I want to talk about the ending. Okay, Okay. so what, what happened in the ending? Because the way that I like saw the ending, uh, Headless Horseman gets his head back, he understands who is controlling him. He runs over, I think her name's Lady Van Tessel. Yes. Uh, runs over to Larry, gallops over to Lady Van Tessel, picks her up. Like, she wakes up, he bite, kisses her, and then they go into the tree together. Like, yeah. I wanna know what the next five minutes look like for that newly minted couple. Like, right uh, is is he just like really bad at kissing, and that's why there is blood? Are they a yeah. couple? Is he gonna kill her? Like, I don't know what's going to happen next.
0: I mean, look at his teeth—they're like razor, sh- razor blades. Like, like, they're filed to a point. Um, so I think that, like, I don't know, like, I think that's where the blood comes from with the kiss. My impression was that they rode off to hell.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not gonna be a, a good next five minutes.
0: That's no, like- it's not. Like, she's yeah. no. They're, they're on the highway to hell. Yeah.
2: So they don't like go into his tree. He's like, whew, want to watch TV?". Yeah. Like, does not have, like, a whole setup under there or anything?
1: Yeah, no. I figured that was a gateway to hell. Like, that's okay. the way I saw that.
2: Got it. So then notes for Christopher Walken. Too much teeth when you kiss, man. Don't do that.
1: That's okay, it. so... Good. I'm happy that's what you wanted to talk about and not the fact that one of the biggest things I always see online about this movie that people like to critique all the time, and it, it, it gets really annoying. There are people that like to point out that you can see that Christopher Walken's teeth are painted black behind the... Uh, the,
2: the... Pro- yeah, yeah,
1: I know. I know. Whatever, I know. man. I mean, it's... Yeah.
2: Maybe it was the way that I was watching. I was watching it on my laptop, like yeah. but I I didn't see, but I didn't like it didn't it wasn't so noticeable that it bothered me. Like there wasn't a space of white in between all of them that made it very obviously painted on. It okay. the effect was what it was, man. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you can, you I'm can happy to you... see it. I've got the image up here yeah. and I'm blowing <laughs> it up as we're streaming. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can oh, kind of see, see it. Um
2: you can a little bit, but I mean, you know, you're not supposed to be looking yeah. that close at his teeth when they had those baby blues there.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm exactly like those eyes, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those are
0: like um, Chris
2: Pine in Star Trek blue. Those mm-hmm. are like
0: he's on Spice and Dune. Yeah. Oh, pretty topical. much. Yeah. So
1: I'm happy that you guys both like that, Devin. I'm happy that it's gonna be part of your rotation from now on. Hundred percent. Um Alan, I'm happy that it was the part of Johnny Depp that you like. <laughs> so
0: I didn't bring this up. Um, like, I got confused because over the weekend, my wife and I went to see a uh, community theater performance of uh, Sweeney Todd and The Demon Barber okay. of Sweet Street. Oh yeah! So like, I had Johnny Depp and Tim Burton on the mind when I went to watch this. Um, hi, Chad. Welcome to welcome to the show as we're wrapping it up. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Chad. Uh, Thanks for coming. Um, so like I was like kind of confused. Like I kept saying like oh I gotta watch the movie of this when I get home. I'm like no I'm watching Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> and this is this is Sweeney Todd. This so like I kept getting one. is uh, so I'm probably gonna watch Sweeney Todd tonight or in the near future. But one of the best uh, performances of Sweeney Todd I've ever seen, and it was community really? theater. I was very impressed. Absolutely the best Sweeney Todd I've seen on stage. Uh, wow. he, the the actor cool. I don't know his name what. Uh, was um was phenomenal. Um, yeah, we started early because of Halloween parade. Yeah, you can go back and watch watch the stream chat. It's okay. <laughs> um, we're just happy you're here. Um, yes, very happy. But yeah, so like I, I've been in a Tim Burton Halloweeny mood mood. So um, uh, this was the perfect watch for this week
1: okay do you think this will be kind of like maybe maybe not every year but you think this will make it into your halloween rotation i
0: I might watch it again like uh, yeah it might make it into my every other year halloween rotation my wife had seen it before and she's not huge on it but she watched it with me okay she's like yeah i remember why i don't watch this every year but it's okay like
2: why doesn't she did she, she give any specific
0: critique uh Just plot stuff that she doesn't enjoy. Like it's just boring to her. She, she, because she, I guess she got really into it for like weird reasons when she was younger. Um, (laughs) Okay. It was. That's Mm -hmm. that's all I'm about to say about that. Um, Okay.
1: So prior to wrapping this up, there's one thing I wanted to to talk to you guys about. Okay. Which is all of uh, Johnny Depp's character's flashbacks about his mom. Mm. and all of that with like the things on his palm and mm. finding his mom in an uh, in an iron maiden of all things Ugh. um what did you guys think of that as it was going because again i know that you guys didn't know where that was headed where that had to you know fall into place with the film um my biggest thing was that i thought that that was going to tie into like him being like a witch Or having some type of abilities. But that never happened. So I I wanted to know what you guys thought of that.
0: I like it as motivation for him not to. Like. Agree with the. Overall system that's in place. Like he's a. He's like against the man. uh, When the man happens to speak Christopher (laughs) Lee. Um, (laughs) But like. I get it it was a good backstory for him uh it set up his motivations for like the uh, the c s i side of things, which I enjoyed yeah. um I was a bit distracted by the actress playing his mom because I kept seeing the uh the woman alien from Mars attacks every time she was on screen. <laughs> so good okay. You can, tell which era, you can tell which era of Tim Burton you're in, depending on which actress is in it. It's either her, and it's the mid to late 90s, or it's Helen Botham Carter, and it's anytime after that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I had the dumbest read on all of that before. So I ended up liking what it was quite a bit. Okay. I, I thought that the addition of the torture devices in that whole scene was really, really good and really kind of fit the Halloween-y like, spooky vibe. Yeah. I have a confession to make. Uh, And this, you guys are gonna think I'm so dumb, but I don't care. So, when they (coughs) showed his hand and he had all the holes in it, I wasn't like, oh, a mysterious scar. I went, oh, he's doing an allergy test.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. Oh, that is, I gotta remember this one. That is like (laughs) the Devin take I've ever heard on anything. And then I just went, oh, I was like,
0: you know what I thought? Next. It I might. thought of uh, Morbius from the Spider-Man animated series with all like the little suction cups there. He's like... Oh, oh, yeah, that's cool, well. yeah. uh, 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 Can't yeah. wait to see that in Jared Leto's movie.
1: Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, Jared Leto. The, yeah. The way that I take that, as somebody who's like seen this ever since like I was in high school, um, the, the way that I take that is that even though... Like, he took her, like, talent for, like, magic and skepticism, and just like Alan said, like, it kind of pushed him into, like, the whole, like, science way of thinking, like, using, like, I see him as, like, a potion. Like, he's like Snape. He's Professor Snape. He went into magic, and he went into potions instead of doing spells. Like, that's kind of, like, how I see him in this, because I'm sorry, but... A normal scientist, even a little kooky scientist, wouldn't develop the type of like goggles that he was using half the time, right. <laughs> like this steampunky-looking stuff that he's pulling out of his bag of tricks.
2: I mean, it was very so, Tim Burton goggles, though. Like, oh, those fit the tone very so well.
1: It, yeah, I mean, I really want to see more Tim Burton stuff set in like. In between the American Revolution, American Civil War era, like around this time, Mm -hmm. and just Tim Burton stylized. Like, I want it around that style of clothing, that style of technology. But then you have one person who's like, hey, look at TV.
0: (laughs) 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 I mean, I'm excited to see Tim Burton's take on uh, Wednesday Adams for Netflix. Uh, Yes, That's the next thing he's working on. He only has two projects in development on uh, IMDb. It's that and... um, uh, Beetlejuice 2, which I don't think is, I don't know if that's going to happen. They've been threatening us with that since 1986.
2: So. Ooh, no. I, I'm excited for, for the other one, the Wednesday one.
1: You never know, but Beetlejuice 2 might be a gold mine. Think about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could um, be.
2: It very well could be. Uh, especially with this resurgence of the Broadway musical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been doing. Well,
0: supposedly that's going to make its way onto HBO Max. They're going to be filming it and. <clears throat> yeah
2: that'll be
0: cool welcome that'll to the chat to uh chill vibes with andre what did we talk about in stream glad you asked every week uh we one of us picks out a film that one or two of us has hasn't seen before and we talk about that so this week it was ryan's pick the 1999 film sleepy hollow directed by um uh tim burton starring johnny depp and christina ricci um we're about to wrap up this week's um Anything else on Sleepy Hollow before we I reveal my pick for next week?
1: I'm just, I'm just happy that both of you guys really enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, liked it a lot, really.
0: Alright. Well, next week for my pick, we're all gonna have a bad time. Oh no at the Grand Royale. Like we're bad times at the Royale is my pick for next week. Uh the Drew Goddard film starring John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, and Jeff Bridges.
1: I have never even heard of this movie. Bad Times at the Royale.
0: Bad? Let me make sure I'm getting the name, right.
2: At the El Royale.
0: At the El Royale. I
2: didn't know this was a movie. I'm so excited yes. to watch this. From it the director of
0: Cabin of in the Woods. It's, um, good it's good. It, you guys are in for a treat. I, I, I said <laughs> we're going to have a bad time. I absolutely love this movie. It's been in my back pocket for a while on the show. And I, now is the time for us to talk about it. So. I, um, I just
2: keep seeing the cast list. I'm so excited. The, ca- the cast is stacked. You and your cast lists. You and um, your cast list, Devin. It means have, nothing. You had me at Nick Offerman is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, the cast, the cast in here. Cast lists mean nothing. Oh, <laughs> Ryan, I think you're going to enjoy this cast. There, there are a okay. lot of people whose names you might not recognize, but faces you will. Okay. Um, so I think we... we we said something, Devin, you said something at the top of the show that I think we need to uh, set stakes for now because it's been bugging yeah. me this whole time. Um, so if you missed the beginning of the show, Devin is adamant that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not showing up in Spider-Man No Way Home. And he's willing to do something. 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 What, like, because we might know that they're in this movie before before the movie comes out, like they, they may first, confirm set, it in the next we need to set trailer. Stakes pretty soon. Yeah. We need to set stakes now. So what okay. are you willing to do
2: now? Hold on. I'm saying they're not in it as in like, they don't have a part in the movie. If they are in the end credit sequence, I don't want to count this. Can we, can we agree on that?
0: Yes. No, I, 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 I understand that you, you don't think okay. they're going to be a major part of the film.
2: No, no. I think that this film is going to end up being set up for the spider Verse Sony film that happens in an indeterminate amount of time that's what i think
0: okay i'm trying to th- come on the stream wearing drag <laughs> i think i have an idea
2: oh no is it is it? it it
0: doesn't have to do with wearing drag devin do you own a black suit i do okay do you remember that scene in spider-man 3 <laughs> Done. I'll do a Spider okay. Man three. You have to do I the Spider Man three. About, you, yeah. you have to do you have to do the the bully Maguire montage, dance scene in London. In London. Okay. Um. What happens if we're wrong though? Like, what do I, what do I have to do? Because I I feel like Ryan is just kind of a bystander. Like I don't yeah. think Ryan. Yeah, is a I guy. was gonna
1: say I'm not part of this deal because I'm not putting any stakes. And in And I already
0: it. streamed Spider Man as Spider Man, so you can't really embarrass me there. So. I do have the suit.
2: Which is, yeah, which, which definitely, definitely helps this. What is a good Spider-Man I've actually, thing? I've actually got
0: the mask right here. If you missed it, uh, <laughs> over this over the weekend, over on Victims and Villains channel, I uh, I live stream Spider-Man 2 in my Spider-Man 2 suit. So, um, yeah.
2: Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I okay. want you to do, if if you do this, I want you to... I'm going to say record, right? And then we'll, we'll have it as a bonus thing for our stream. I want you to record at least 10 pages of the spec script of Spider-Man 4 that I found online while wearing the costume.
0: Done. (laughs) Done. Good. I might even just do that for fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, like that, that you, you sir have a deal. Good. Uh, I cannot wait I... to make you do the Spider Man dance in uh <laughs> in London. I can't wait
2: to hear two, 10 pages of the spec script. It's wonderful.
0: I, I feel like you have to do it in a few spots like you have to like strut down the street several times oh, yeah. in different spots and uh send me the footage and I'll edit it together for you.
2: Yeah, I mean I'll try to make this film accurate as I can. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. no, that that's absolutely going to happen. Um
2: <laughs> I'm gonna show you I'm gonna lose this bet. I don't think I'm gonna lose. I I
0: what if we're both wrong i feel like if we're both wrong ryan has to do something
2: right ryan, ryan picks or ryan picks what we both have to do because we're both wrong if we're
0: both wrong we both do what we both do it how's that like if we're Done. both wrong like
2: we both have to do our things
0: <laughs> Piccadilly circus maybe yeah places yeah um so yeah. i think
1: it would be great if you were on that giant ferris wheel they have in london and you were in with a bunch of random people, and you just started to break out dancing in it. <laughs> Inside the little, like, cubicle thing. Okay,
2: so the thing they don't tell you about those cubicles is that they move in the wind.
1: Yeah, of they course they do.
2: Yeah, they don't warn you about that when you get on, and it's terrifying. Well,
1: it's a Ferris wheel. That's part of the thing. That, no, no. That, if you that, look that's they're, part of... they're grafted in. No 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 no. you, you, you don't I don't care how much they're grafted in. <laughs> you go you go on a Ferris wheel. That's part of the ride is the swaying back and forth. Oh man, not not that's, for me. Not that high up. That's part that's be... part of a Ferris wheel. That's
2: Yeah, Ryan does have all the power now though.
1: Reality
0: can be whatever he wants. Yep. Yeah. Hmm? i like you have your all bet. the power now you've got the infinity um i think that does it for this week's show uh i yeah, cannot yeah. i really want like i really want to log off of here and just see that the spider-man second trailer is out <laughs> me, and, you're, like, wrong you're, right <laughs> you're wrong like right away um but yeah until uh if you're just joining us go ahead and hit that follow button we are live weekly with our podcast here plus bonus streams with devin uh devin what are you gonna be streaming on friday
2: good question i want to be streaming very soon the ghostbusters video game uh it just went on sale and i love it and cannot wait to play it again um plus it like super ties into here plus spooky season so i think it's going to end up being ghostbusters
0: oh yeah i I think i already said that uh i'm hijacking a a week and making you guys watch the new ghostbusters because i've already seen it so um (laughs) but hey uh chill vibes with andre it's great that you're just here uh we'll uh, you can go back and watch the stream you can listen to our podcast on all major podcasting platforms uh we're on apple podcast spotify um anywhere you'll get podcasts we're on facebook instagram youtube um so Devin, Devin, what are you streaming this week have you decided
2: yeah it's ghostbusters
0: oh you are doing yeah. Ghostbusters. okay you yeah, said something else it. earlier
2: did i i'm sure i did dead I'm by sure daylight I said something it is Dead by Daylight. Chad, I'm so sorry. Yes, it's Dead by Daylight on Friday. You're right. Yes. Chad, <laughs> okay. I apologize. I am yeah. the worst. Uh, I, I'm i so focused on what's going to happen on Sunday with me that like every day leading up to it is just nothing. What is Sunday? Yeah, you know what? Check out next week's podcast for uh, the We Watch This section, and you'll find out what I watched on Sunday.
0: Ooh. Okay.
2: It's, so, it's going to be so cool, guys. I can't freaking wait.
0: Um... All right. Um, besides that, next week we'll be talking about bad times at the El Royale. Um, for you, for you have to watch this podcast. <laughs> I'm Alan. I'm Ryan, and, and I'm Devin. <laughs> we'll see you next week or sooner, <laughs> whatever suits your fancy. I love how defeated Ryan was when we did the voice. Like, he, he just like, just end the show already. Just end it already. You're still on. Why? Why are you still doing Christopher Walken? I like because. Because we can't.